Welcome to Panic Strong Podcast. We interview Canada's as well as the best athletes in strength sports, pro and ams from across the world and beyond. I'm not sure about beyond that. I haven't gone to space, but for sure, international. You all know me if you're new. I'm Stephanie, aka Six Stephanie, fantastic of a dancer. I shake my ass and I also lift heavy weights. It's very controversial. I like being controversial. <laughs> and uh, I'm a dance fitness educator from Manitoba. Okay, I do the strongman and the squash heavy games. Yeah, so that's what I do. I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> packing heat, packing ass, packing everything. Sick, I'm a sick bitch. You know? <laughs> there's a song right now on TikTok that's trending. It's like, and she's a sick bitch. And there's like little kids singing it. It's hilarious. It's like my theme song. I love it. So, <laughs> So today we have the amazing Ashley, how do I say it, Whitley? Whitley? Whitley, Whitley. Oh, okay, it's the coolest name ever. I don't think I've ever met someone else with your last name. It's pretty badass. I mean, technically it wasn't my original name, but you know, I took it on. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought about changing my name, but I don't know if that'd be a good idea because it'd be creative and outlandish and probably just get me in trouble. And I'd never be able to get a real job ever again if I needed to. Uh, so today's theme, you guys, talking about competition time, how to avoid injuries and perform at your peak ability. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. She's uh, from the U.S. of A, someplace in Ohio. Just kidding, Idaho. Isn't that where there's potatoes? I feel like in movies they talk about <laughs> Idaho and potatoes. Am I wrong about that? You, you know, you know, Idaho is known for its potatoes, but fun fact is that Washington actually grows more potatoes than Idaho, but Idaho is still known for its potatoes. So I mean, I watch it like White House. Do you guys send me a potato? You have to send me a potato. I have this thing with anyone or interview that's not from here. You have to send, send, me, send me something weird from where you live. So I request a potato. Okay. I, I think I can do that. <laughs> Got a FedEx it so it doesn't go bad. And then I will cook it. <laughs> And I will eat it, and I will be strong Scottish woman. Um, <laughs> she's from Idaho. How do you say that meridian? That also makes me think of like the equator, like the middle of the earth. Maybe yeah, it's, it's meridian. Yeah, it's it's kind of meridian, like <laughs> centered of all the cities around us. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, my pronunciation in school was like trying to guess, and the teacher was like, "That's not how you say English." I'm like, "It looks like English," you know. <laughs> Don't judge me. I said the word, you knew what I meant. So yeah, she is the owner of Uplift Strength and Fitness up in the gym. She is working on her fitness, many witnesses. And um, yeah, so her journey started with fitness at home. No, I'm just kidding. She was in Cambodia and she was uh, doing a P90X workout. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> Which uh, we're going to talk about that. And uh, <laughs> she's been a uh, personal trainer for a decade. Uh, before starting her gym a couple years ago, she started Strongman in 2017, seven months after uh, having a baby, which is crazy because my baby's nine months old tomorrow and I'm still hurting. Okay. I'm still like, ow. And um, that's crazy. That's amazing. Um, she recently had a 2020 Naturals invite, but with all this COVID lockdown. So we, we were going to see her on the top 50 top soon. And um, yeah, she's also our first guest on the show who's actually a local Highland Heavy Games athlete. So that's pretty badass because I usually am all by myself in the corner, you know. <laughs> um, I, I offended many people my first competition because I made sure I found, see, people don't understand big ass problems, okay? 
I have a big bootay. So even if I buy something that's for knee length, in the front, it'll be knee length, bitches. Okay, I got a big ass. So when I bend over for the caver, that's up my ass. Like it's half my ass. It's halfway down my ass, okay? Um, <laughs> think of it as a glass half empty, half full people. So I wear a bodysuit um, and the shorts, but the problem is, is then it rides. Everything moves, it rides in places I do not like. So now I was like, you know what, bodysuit, hose, socks, and skirts. But I flashed a lot of innocent people at many fairgrounds in my kilt. So <laughs> I'm just saying. It's true. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have little hips, you know, kilts are not made for women with big hips, okay? So uh, we'll, do some, we'll do some kilt reviews as well. So yeah, tell us about how you, you know, you got passionate about personal training, um, starting from the whole P90X and then yeah. Which yeah, scary. so I started my fitness journey when I was living in another country, Cambodia. Uh, they just were doing some videos because so they didn't have a whole gym. I was living literally in the jungle village uh, in Cambodia. So um, that's what they had. And I just started getting into that. And I was like, hey, you know, I kind of like this feeling of being stronger and being able to go for walks and not be winded. And so I, when I moved back in, uh, to the States, I had to, um, yeah, I got a couple jobs and kind of lost that bit of my fitness. And, uh, when I finally decided to get back into it, I, I got a personal trainer at a gym that was local and, uh, gotta say, I wasn't too impressed. It was actually, it was, it was kind of frustrating for me at the time because they wouldn't take me into the weight room. <laughs> and so, uh, I was really excited about the weight room, but you know, it was, it was machines and cardio, you know, and at the time I was very, uh, shy and didn't really say much about what I wanted. Uh, a couple of years later, you know, I decided, Hey, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing and teach myself how to lift weights and started doing that. And, um, I had somebody come up to me and said, Hey, you know what, you'd make a good personal trainer. And that was kind of a big eye opener for me because, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And so uh, I decided, well, heck, I mean, I want to join the fitness industry so I can change the fitness industry. And that's kind of where I got my start with personal training and really wanting to be able to provide that, uh, um, that person, that trainer that can train women to be able to be strong. Cause I thought it was awesome. It was badass. It felt great. Well, I want to talk about a couple things. Whenever you say P90X in the jungle, like I literally first thought in my head, it's like, yo, did you meet Tarzan? Like, was there just like the kid Mowgli, like, you know, jumping from branch to branch? <laughs> you're like, you're like, ooh, ooh, and a one, and a two, and a four, and an eight. You know what I mean? That's what I think of. And back in the day, 18 years ago, people are saying, okay, the younger generation, it was hard for us in the streets. You know, like when we went to the gym, it was a very different time, okay? Like you were not allowed to go in the weight room. Never mind. You need just listen, like not even dumbbells. Here's some machines. I was like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> Don't do too much weight. You're bald. <laughs> and if you touch dumbbells, if you were that crazy and courageous, and you touch dumbbells, but um, that's not the right farm. Like you have random dudes <laughs> right? like walking by. Um, and then if you're stronger than them, they're like, oh, you're never going to find a man if you keep off it, eh? Who do you think you are? You're a girl. You're supposed to turn and do a cardio, eh? Anyways. And so going in the weight room was unheard of. And when I was younger in my twenties, I would just be like scared and run away. I'm like, okay. But now, well, also, cause you know, they were sexy. 
you know? I didn't want to fight with no sexy men. But now I'm like, <clears throat> um, can the real pro of candles, the squat rack, please step away? <laughs> Six feet, please. Just kidding. Okay. Okay, so anyways, um, now when you were working out and you started doing this, um, in the past decade, obviously, you've tried a lot of different things with your body, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you being so successful in strongman Highland Games, uh, like postnatal, that soon has a lot to do with how you built your body, you know, prior to that. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think the P90X workouts gave you the core body foundation that helped you to become successful strongman today? Like, what, what do you think that you've done in terms of those foundational you know, building blocks. So it's just been consistency. Like how, how have you got your body there? You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it really has been consistency and I have tried different things. You know, I, at the beginning, it was a lot of volume and building that lean body mass. And yeah. I kind of got more into strength as I felt more comfortable in the weight room. And yeah. it's really just been doing something, you know, it always hasn't been the same thing, but it's just been doing something. And you know, that has really helped to contribute to the longevity of what I've been able to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely times of my life where I, you know, I'd take a couple months off, you know, after having my kids, it was just, that was a time to be able to focus on them. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, and in my mind, you know, giving myself the grace of like, Hey, you know what, right now I need to focus on something else in my life. You know, I'm going to try to stay active in ways that I can. I might not be consistent in every single workout, but um, I'm going to get back to it. And I know that and having that in the back of my mind, like I'm always going to get back to things, even when life throws me, you know, a wrench, oh, yeah. totally. like, I'm going to get back to it. And that's, yep. I think that's ultimately just so important where it's like, you know, because life is, you know, it's <laughs> hopefully we've got decades and decades and you know we're not always going to be super super consistent every single you know day every single week but if yeah. you know we can come back to it you know and continue on that till we're in our you know 50s 60s 70s you know that's what's gonna give us that yeah. you know that follow what, through what I've learned because I was born with you know disabilities that affect like I have chronic pain and my hip and my knees and back go out and I was born that way so basically, it's kind of like to describe it, it's as if um, it's like Jenga, you know, if I pull the wrong block out, the whole thing falls down, but I don't know what block that is. And um, I have figured out to a science, the most part, what I know can rehab my body or keep it in terms of like not falling apart and just, you know, preventative as well as this core building strength. But I had to like, when I was training my own body for bodybuilding, that's how I first, I started lifting weights when I was 13. I started like into bodybuilding in my 20s um, but being a dancer and fitness educator and being the only person I knew in my industry as a dancer or in the industry of personal training at the time when there wasn't even a lot of women um, you know and what their training was didn't include disabilities at all like that wasn't even part of the conversation so I had to kind of figure out master you know which workouts work for me and that was a lot of trial and error over a long period of time I think it took me to get my body at that point ready for a competition personal training was like four years because I had to you know like I said play with every single workout and get you know behind the science of it but that's what got me into teaching group fitness right that's what started my journey kind of just like you was working within my own body but the reason I'm mentioning this is because after having my first right having a PZ on me pelvis floor destroyed colon all fours just having a c-section nine months ago 
And once again, on all fours, even though I worked out before and was healthy and fit, um, you know, I've learned that dance and yoga, like people are like, oh, you should be stretched. That's, that's like, that's not for lifters. You know what I mean? That's people always have separated. No, I'm telling you, like my son has been teething like crazy. So I have not been able to get him to sleep at night or during the day or go for stroller walks. I was like, well, I can't do my 15K walk day now. But I know that at night I can dance. I know that I can do this or this or that, right? So just working yeah. it in, just keep moving, keep restarting. Doesn't matter how many times you do. If you put on 10 pounds, it gets a crap. You know what right, I mean? Like, exactly. not just in there eating like 50 pounds of cake all day. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I always say to my husband, he's married to five women. He's lucky, you know, because I'm like a bear. I'm like build a bear in season. You know what I mean? I've got clothes from all the range. And I'm just like, oh, I guess it's a sick of this season. I guess it's a sick, you know, and I just kind of pull, you know? Yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and I just, I don't hate on myself about it, it is what it is, but I've learned that as a person who's working out as a mom, or a person working out as a person with disability, that shitting, like, shitting on myself, and trying to compare myself to other people, or caring what other people think, is not helpful, and right. you know what I mean, it's not, it's not going to get me moving, it's going to make me feel like crap, so I think, for women, it's like, especially postpartum moms want to join strength sports. It just seems so impossible to them. But what I want to talk about actually is how similar some of the movements we do as a mom and just general life, especially if you have a baby, younger babies or kids, sorry, and you're picking them up from the ground and such. A lot of those movements are workout. You just don't realize yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Right? Why your arms and your legs are burning at the end of the day. So you'd be surprised how much of that is actually a strong man thing or, you know, a powerlifting thing once you start getting in the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like women are a lot stronger than they mm -hmm. think they are, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely true. And it's amazing just what our bodies are capable of. And, and unfortunately, I think we're done a bit of a disservice. Um, I mean, I don't know how things are um, up where you are, but I know a lot of times mm -hmm. here, you know, women will have a baby and then six weeks later it's like boom you're back to normal you're fine do whatever and yeah you know and, and it, that's but our bodies are, don't just recover in six weeks you know it, it there's a lot yeah. of things still going on that we have to heal from and recover from and and yeah. you know everybody's story is so different and so unique yeah. and it's important to address all those different things like everybody's birth story is different and yeah. so being able to, exactly. to go through that and be like, Hey, you know, we let's process this birth story. Let's process your experience, you know, cause it's so individual and it's so unique and personal, you know, yeah. and, and figure out how to go from there and be able to, um, uh, get stronger and to rebuild after that, you know, it's going to look different for every person. Yeah. And then that's like, once again, you know, not comparing to other people, like, um, with my C-section and stuff like that, like I actually just started getting feeling in my back. I had paralysis from the epidural mm. really bad. And mm. I started getting feeling in my back, like warm sensations out of the blue. I was doing dishes about like, I think a month and a half ago. I was like, whoa, what the heck? Someone's touching me. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's like five years later, right? Like that's a long time after. And it just decides to heal when it decides to heal, yeah. you know? And yeah. people are saying, well, if you work out during and before, sometimes, sometimes no. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the body's a mystery. Mm -hmm. um, but harming yourself in the process won't get you anywhere. Um, no, yeah. So like I know that you do a lot of with the personal training of your clients in your own gym. So on the subject of workouts for, you know, prenatal clients and postpartum clients, uh, what are some of the, you know, workouts, fitness training that you do for your clients during those times with the training for strength sports like strongmen? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So one of the big things for both pregnant clients and postnatal clients, I'd like to focus on that connection breath, you know, and, and working on coordinating the pelvic floor with your breathing. You know, that is so important uh, after having a baby because things are kind of <laughs> out of whack, you know, they're, you know, we have, it, there's a kind of a disconnect sometimes with our bodies. At least I know that was my personal experience where it was like, what my body's doing things that I'm don't feel like I have control over, you know, <laughs> and so kind of developing that, that connection, uh, through your breathing and your pelvic floor and, and, re, um, and, uh, getting that autonomy back and starting to feel like, Hey, you know, I, I can control these muscles when I want to. And it, it's really starting small and building up that foundation, you know, it, it, having a baby does, you know, it, it, it takes a lot out of you. And sometimes you feel like you're starting at, you know, phase one again, but, you know, it's, it's also a cool opportunity to be able to build from there. And that's how I like to view it with my clients is like, we get to this chance to kind of start again and build an even stronger foundation this time, you know, and starting small, build up that core strength and, you know, slowly add an increase from there and to the point where we can be stronger than we were before. Well, you know, like as my years teaching gymnastics and, um, you know, everything, yoga, ballet, like I, the, the movements are similar, right? I even, you know, taught cheerleading. I was a cheerleader. So I have a really good understanding of all those sciences and the similarities, right? And you've got to build your, your body like building blocks, right? So you're not going to tell a kid to do a split jump when they, you know, they can't even do regular jump, right? It's like if you right. were, you know, the five years of physical literacy of the first five years of life for a kid, right? You're not just seem like, yo, here's a big bike with no training wheels. Now go! Right. And there was a bounce bike. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the whole crash bird. And someone calls, calls Popo on you if you're the mom. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like repetition in terms of, like, having longer reps. It's, it, why is people so obsessed with being, being uh, if you want to, that's great. I'm not hating on that. I'm, I'm happy people do that. I'm not discrediting all I'm saying that, you know, there is no rush to get crazy strength right away. Yes, you can. Yeah. But I think, especially when talking about the postpartum experience, it's better to build a pelvic floor. So when I first started lifting after my baby, like, you know, I knew that I had to go extremely light and gentle, even though I had the strength, because I know the things that are su the supportive muscles were just wrecked from having a baby. I have mm -hmm. a lot of skin now from having my baby. Like, I'm going to get tummy tuck because it's just like, he was huge. He was like a 12-pound baby. So just pulling down, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so that, that affects my back, it affects my posture, affects everything, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, even my back, my legs are strong. I have to be very mindful of what's happening in the front and my pelvic floor and my core. So like, I'm just doing way more reps and it's not easy because my workouts take like super long, right? <laughs> so I gotta breathe yeah. and rest and not pee, and pee a million times. Um, <laughs> but you know, so pee on the floor on my platform that I have to do. Um, I don't want to prove that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for me, it's like, it's, there's no rush. Like what you're saying, how you take pauses and breaks in motherhood, like mm -hmm. that's fine. And understand yeah. that if you're a single athlete, like, you're not going to have the same commitment level you do with kids. And like I said, competitions will always be there. And right. um, it's about long, so many women in, as they age, they have, you know, hip and knee replacements and they're stuck on the couch because they neglected their pelvic floor after they had kids. Mm -hmm. right. Women age, in my opinion, because I know so many dancers that, you know, I'll never forget this one dancer. They used to lead in, in uh, ballroom and uh, Latin dancing. And she died of cancer, but you would never know. She was super skinny and abs tan. The challenge is on me because I got to come up with better jokes. Okay, so anyway, um, so this is recording. So yeah, so what I was saying was that women do not 
like women who have like in their elder years, you know, we've always thought of the golden girls, right? White hair, you know, Kane and Walker. And I've met like 80 and nine year olds, even recently, there was a girl today buying a bike. She was like, she said she was 71. And I'm like, my grandma dad is 71. And she was like buying a bicycle. She must've been like 70 pounds. She was like five, one, she's a little tiny petite thing, barely good. I'm like, girl, you need to buy a teenager bike. Like, you're tiny. Anyways, she's like, well, my hips, I'm like, you fit? What are you talking about? You said me what? So anyways, people age because women have like hip and knee dysfunction and replacement because after you have kids, it decimates you regardless of how you look on the inside. Mm-hmm. It moves things and pulls on things. And some people just have the genetic lottery where they bounce back and regardless of their shape or weight because it's, it's not direct correlation. Sorry, fitness books. Okay, <laughs> around long enough. <laughs> And, and it takes work. And the thing is you get stiff and you get overcompensation in certain muscles, right? And everything gets out of whack. So it's like, people are like, well, I'm still able to do this and do this. I'm like, yeah, but are you sore after though? Because your body is still compensating, right? And I know that even for me right now, that there are certain dance or certain things like I, the in my head, but I can't do it because I know I'll hurt myself, right? And it's just not worth it. So anyways, the point is that at any point you can heal, transform, and move forward, but you just have to work at your body like a custom little, you know, unique, you know, piece, right? You're one of a kind. Exactly. It's it's so true. And you know, I think it's so great that there's more information out there. I mean, even after I had my second, I did not know a whole lot about the pelvic floor. And honestly, I probably shouldn't have competed seven months after having my baby because I, I had there's some repercussions from from pushing myself too hard. I just didn't really know any better because there wasn't a whole lot of information out there. And thankfully there, there is now. And so, you know, I'm like, it's, it's very important to me to be able to share to other women, like, Hey, y'all, like there is information out there. There are, there's, there's science, there's research out there now and and it's, it's freely available. And like, it's so great. Um, And just getting the information out there and just spreading the word. (laughs) You now officially have major American mark y'all. (laughs) <laughs> um, yes uh sorry i don't know where the list is coming from i don't assume all americans have a list i watched too much bogus bunny growing up <laughs> like it's the weekend screw you mama time here's your tv um that's how i learned about america okay you guys don't even learn about school so you can't even judge us canadians on it um, <laughs> but, but uh like yeah it's important to not compare yourself to just random instagram workouts because you know, a lot of times I meet clients who are like, why are you doing a leg press on that angle? They're like, well, my coach told you. I'm like, well, why did they tell you to do that? Well, I don't know. I'm like, that's not a good thing. Your coach mm-hmm. should explain to you what the benefits of that exercise are. What are the, the therapeutic benefits, the physical strength or endurance cardio? Not just like, yeah, you'll tone, bro. You'll get more cardio, bro. You'll get stronger, bro. I'm not saying like, don't trust them, hyper question them. You know, don't be that blind. But I'm saying that like, you know, it should make sense and you should be able to justify it, right? So right. like when I first started Strongman, I bought every book, you know, which was written by men for men. And I didn't know what the hell any of it meant. And so I tried to mess with it from my my training backgrounds and it was just a hot mess. So it's like, there's science to certain programming, right? There's certain sciences to things. And at the end of the day, it is good to work with a trainer coach because they can see if that fits for you versus like, yeah, you know, this will tone up this. There's a lot of workouts that can be done 50 different ways, right? You just want something that's not going to do damage, but really focus on rehabilitation. Postpartum perspective, rehabilitation should be your first goal, right? 
Second to that, like you said, being able to stand at the park and run around the park at the park with your kids. You don't have to be like a Nike commercial. Right. <laughs> no boobs. Okay, that's you no right. Ain't have no kids because they're up here and they're, you know, um, yeah, and they're like, you know, running like they're like a feather, you know, like a weigh half an ounce, you know what I mean? So you, mean like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. I see women running and I'm like, oh, bro, I, I can see your knees on it. <laughs> you know, do you want to be able to just walk and run and uh, squat, you know, twerk that ass? Um, for your man? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. To all husbands listening, you're welcome. You're welcome. Whatever your wife gives you tonight after listening to this. So, um, yeah, so I'm curious more about how do you balance your strongman and highland training? And what core crossover exercises that you do for that? Because like as a Highland athlete, the training programs are so different to strongman. I know in the U.S. that a lot of events you do um, are Highland game events that somehow have slipped into <laughs> like, we're Vikings. I'm like, no, that's, that's Scottish, but okay. Right. Um, right. So a lot of it's like, there's a lot of, except for the caber. I don't see strongman people just the caber. Which is probably a good idea because that can fuck you up. Just right. <laughs> a big log in your neck, you should probably not mess around with that too much. Um, but, you know, I have found that, like, because of the high repetition for throws, mm. like the strong against strongman, I get stiff. So then I become a worse dancer and I become worse at yoga because it's opposite. So I'm here. I haven't been able to figure that out. So, girl, talk to me. Yeah, so uh, for the Highland Games, there's a lot of explosiveness and power. And same with strongman. And so, you know, with my Highland Games training, I, I normally will train right now on Saturday. So like once a week and then the rest of the day or the rest of the week is more uh, the strength focus and power focus. And so there's yeah. a lot of power movements that carry over to both strongman and Highland mm -hmm. Games. Now things like cleans, you know, you clean mm -hmm. the log, you clean the axle, uh, yeah. that has a lot of carryover. And I, I personally like to incorporate kettlebells into my training because oh, yeah, that's kettlebell what I snatches, kettlebell yeah. cleans, like all of those, like yeah. boom, boom, just getting it overhead. And yeah. uh, I find that's helped a lot with my explosiveness and power. Actually, that's really true. Cause when I like my first year of Highland, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I just did like my dance and like, you know, bodybuilding workouts with dumbbells and machines. But then my year two, I did that too. Like what you're saying is I just focused on explosive strength. So tire flips, ropes, um, like battle ropes, obviously. Uh, and all kettlebells, you know what I mean? And then I was picking those up and putting them on, um, like they didn't have strong line equipment, it was a Sharego gym. So I found their 90 pound kettlebell because that's the heaviest they went. And then just, you know, pop that on um, platform and stuff like that. So exactly what you said, I'm like, okay, well, I need high rep, I need explosiveness. I can handle the reps with like the dumbbells and the machines, but in terms of explosiveness, I need to get stuff in my hands and be able to get that up high. Yeah. And that was before I'd even touched barbells. It wasn't until like year three that I was like, okay, I need to start touching barbells. And then it was literally like, you know, too much for my first competition. I joined a strength and start touching equipment. You really don't need to touch, you know, strongman equipment, Highland heavy specific equipments uh, until day up. And you know what I mean? Like sand base are a great way to train for Highland, right? Yeah. And like the yeah. kettle, oh, yeah. it's alternative equipment. You don't necessarily need to be there mm -hmm. with a hay bale and a pitchfork. And, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly skirt yeah I would never thought I'd be a dumb uh, kettlebell person because I always most people have like they just look so anal retentive like they look like the people are like it'd be like the perfect for the military because they're just like yeah you know right I mean? yeah <laughs> rigid. they scare me they're just the tensity and their uh, legs are focused 
freaks me out and I'm like wow almost stopped myself out with that kid alone you know? um, yeah once you start using it it's, it's really fun and it really when nice thing about the kettlebells is if you swing wrong you really hurt yourself so it really teaches you to really I find getting to the core right really right. focus on like you said the breathing the bracing and the proper posture because you can't you can't fuck around with kettlebells doesn't try right to exactly yeah you don't but, do it right then it doesn't work it, it hurts like hell so and then you feel really <laughs> stupid in front of all the right. high at the gym for all the staying ladies <laughs> so um do you think that your involvement in strength sports has had a positive impact on your two daughters and if yes how so um do they work out with you talk to me about Derek because I mean this is once again new for their generation to be exposed to strength sports right yeah oh it's, it's so true you know I mean personally like when it when it came to it I grew up with a lot of insecurities and a lot of just trying to appease other people and appease men, you know, cause I wanted to look pretty. I want to be a certain way. And that's just what I thought I was supposed to do, you know, and, and through strength sports, it really helped me to, you know, get my own confidence and my own just like independence through it. And so that is something that's been very important to me when raising girls, you know, I, it's yeah. funny because I always thought I was going to be a boy mom. I was like, Oh, like I've been kind of a tomboy always growing up. And I always like to do this kind of rough and tumble stuff, but you know, I had girls like at first, what am I going to do? But, you know, realizing the opportunity I have now to be able to raise strong, independent women and yeah. you know, they, they see what I do and, and it's exciting to them. They're like, I want to be strong. And they're always, you know, flexing <laughs> when it's time, time to take a picture. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and it was funny just the other day, they're like, Hey mom, when are we going to have some more strong women over? Cause I want to say hi. And I want to talk to them. That was legitimate what they said. And I was like, that is so awesome. Like, I just love that they, they want to know more about strength, but they also, you know, look up to strong women and it's something that they can hopefully grow up with and, and become strong and independent and be able to, you know, make those decisions based off of what they want in life instead of what they think somebody else wants out of their life, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You made me laugh earlier. Sorry, because I was thinking, <laughs> your boy mom. Like, as a kid, I was such a tomboy too. But I was like, my kid, my first born, my son is a, like a boy version of me, which is worse. It's the <laughs> devil. Because I was such a little shit. And I still am. Like, I was a kid who like shot my cousin square in the eyeballs with a BB gun and shot him in the butthole with a paintball gun. And I didn't even care. I was like, nuts, neck, eyeball, dead. And yeah. uh, I got it. I was savage, man. I would be like, let's go up ramps and almost die. Let's roll down a hill and almost die. My only brothers were like, no. <laughs> I was like, give you a cookie. I was bribing them at a young age. And then as soon as we got shit, I was like, it was their fault. I'm the girl. I don't do these things. They're a boy. It was all their idea. <laughs> Murder, for sure. Um, and so, like, whenever I get mad at my kid, I'm like, oh, I can't because he's like me. It's just the revenge you know, from the creator above. Um, but uh, I always wanted girls. But the thing is, I don't know if I could do the whole girl thing because I'm so savage. But, you know, like it is it is a different way of thinking now. It's so hugely different because we laugh at we see photos from the 2000s of what we thought was fat, like Jessica Simpson. Right. The picture from jeans. You're like, what? It's yeah. like a size 12. How was that fat? I'm so confused. You know, yeah. so like, it was unrealistic, like anorexia, I'm not hating on people. I know that could be a triggering word to use, but I'm just saying like, yeah, health is just taking on a totally different image of form. That's why I always laugh when people use photos and advertising for sports and stuff. Like that is so, to me from that era, I'm like, um, hello. 
uh, get with Tams, you know? Yeah. In the century, please and thank you. Like yeah. when I started researching brands that sell like jumpsuits and stuff like Brazil, I mean, those are actually fit for moms and women mm-hmm. with curves and real bodies. And it was like, this right. is awesome. Yeah. Please come over here. And now Sport Check is finally trying to sell some prenatal and postnatal compression yoga tasks. Thank you very much. Please <laughs> yeah. don't go away. You know, but it's, it's so important for like young women of all ages to see, you know, strong women and know that that has many different definitions and that you can be a, a wife or a mom and still lift heavy weights and have a career, not be neglecting your kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. That's, so, that's going to set the tone for their whole life. Just like, you know, I may make them a lot of mistakes, but I hope my boys learn entrepreneurship from yeah. me. Right? Yeah. I'm hustling, but they'll see that mama worked even when I was like, still like, just, you know, breastfeeding and on the phone at the same time. And you know. yeah, totally, totally. So, um, yeah, like when, when you started like training with them, like when you start working out, what was their perception where they kind of weirded out by it at first where they're like, oh, mom, you're so cool. Dad. Dad, you gotta do leg day. I'm just kidding. I mean, um, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, they they thought it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, they they saw it and they just wanted to try it. They they see something and they're like, hey, that looks kind of fun. And so, I mean, they I got them little, you know, car tires. And so they'd see me flipping tires and then they'd have their little tires and they'd be flipping them. And I, uh, I set them up with a little harness to their little frozen uh, Jeep truck, you know, and they were pulling their little truck and nice. you know, they, they were out here like, mom, can we do pull-ups? Can we do pull-ups? I want to do pull-ups. And so, you know, it's just, I think that's exciting to make fitness fun, you know, cause I believe that's something that kind of got missed out and in my generation where fitness was only to like exercise was just to lose body fat. It was like for women, it was like, Oh no, it's just to get skinny. And, you know, and that's, and that's unfortunate because fitness and strength, there's, you know, in our generation, when we were raised, it was exercise for women, especially was just to get smaller, you know, it was just to lose weight. And that's all you heard about. And more and more now it's like, Hey, you know, and and something I want my, my daughters to see. And what I think they see and hope they see is that, you know, exercise, fitness and strength. It's, it's fun. I want them to be able to enjoy it and just be a part of their lives because they love it. And it feels empowering and badass and, and helps them to be a better person, you know, as opposed to just, you know, like, Hey, you know, it's so much more than a singular thing, you know? I don't have the fingers to snap. <laughs> um, yes, I want to say two things. Well, forget. Before it cuts out, listen, people listening in, this entire interview, it cut out on us three times already, okay? I'm hyperventilating over here. I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> okay, my ovary's going to explode. Anyway, so, um, yes, when I tell women, women, they're like, uh, they're like, they're shocked when I'm like, skinny is not my goal. Mm. Like when they say, oh, we lose baby weight. What are you talking about? I'm fucking sexy. And I'm trying to get more buff and strong. I don't know what you're saying. It's not, it's not on my goals list anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, at all, whatsoever. It's so damn free. I'm, I'm people, that does not mean, okay? This needs to stop. That does not mean that I eat pizza every day. And then I don't work out and I'm healthy. That's bullshit. I spend so much money on supplements and healthy food. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like one third of my budget, okay? I'm like, I do, I cut out so many things so that I can have money for good shit. So shut up, okay? Anyways, my strong man juice and my palate was not cheap. 
<laughs> All right. Um, and uh, so, for example, uh, I saw this super young, or sorry, super young looking older woman at the park the other day. And I was like, that's amazing. How do you keep up with that? She didn't say anything, but she looked at me like this. Okay. And she was like, I work for it. Like implying if you weren't a fat food and you work for shit, I'm like, you don't even know me. And whenever I tell them people that I just trauma, they're like, ow, brother. Like they don't believe me. And I'm like, allow me to show you my plethora on my feet of awesomeness. But you know, it's like that generation is still so stuck, is stuck in that. And you know, skinniness mm -hmm. isn't necessarily attractive even as you age. Your yeah. your 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 face, your personality, it's what you've accomplished. Like the only regret I have in my whole life is how much life I wasted to be a certain weight. Yeah. Like my entire life since I was 12 years old, that's all I've over obsessed with. And the only thing that set me free was strongman. And I'm so glad to not give a shit anymore. It's like amazing. But it is freeing. How, many, how many girls in our age group wasted life or dated jerky guys or married an asshole because we were like, we don't deserve that because we don't look like Hillary Duff. Oh, I'm trying to think of some relevant celebrities are Jennifer Lopez. Don't hate on me or censor these or take down my podcast channel. Um, because it doesn't look like that. You're so stupid. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know what I mean? You may not have big bootay. Who cares? There's more to life. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. And I just, I love the both, you know, both the po uh, body positivity and the body, uh, sorry, body neutrality movement, where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? I love my body. I love what it can do. And then for the things that I might not necessarily love, like I don't have, I don't hate it. Like, it's just, you know, I don't hate my liver. I don't really, I, I don't love my liver. I'm like, oh, that's such a beautiful liver, you know? And, <laughs> and the same thing with like acne scars and stuff. It's like, hey, like, I don't hate them. I don't love them, but it, they're just part of my body and it's okay. And just to be able to be neutral about things, like that is such an empowering frame thing, you know? I'm gonna wear the workout clothes that make me feel sexy and empowered that allow me to move the way I want my body to move to work out. Like mm -hmm. I wear jumpsuits all the time. I live off the loop out there because from the side of the back, I look good. And then, yeah, I'm like, what's up? This is my kangaroo pouch. Okay, I earned this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a badge yeah. of honor. You know what I mean? It's like, people look shocked. I'm like, why are you shocked? I'm sexy, I'm confused. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it's about dang time. And it's not like, there's so this like, oh, that's so left of you. And then, the, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not a left or right thing. It's not. It is yeah. not a healthy versus unhealthy thing. That, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 could, I lost as I could say about stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah. women, you know, but, so I think that's our biggest battle is the battle on the heads and the battle of when women say there's like lifting weights or doing things like dancing sexy or because I used to coach burlesque, like non burlesque, is that they're always worried about losing family and friends. And I'm like, why? Hmm. You're empowering yourself and celebrating the body that has given you life and other life to this world. Yeah. Fine. Do yeah. not apologize around me. Mm -hmm. Pep talk, you know? <laughs> Don't make me pep talk you. I will go on for hours and days in the desert and you will be dead by the time I stop. And I'll be trying to resuscitate you with conversation. Um, so, um, so as a personal trainer in the, in a gym owner, how do you prepare slash train your pre- natal postpartum clients who are interested in strength sports like that's their plan basically game plan like I saw you family I want to be like you yeah yeah I mean it really just like building that strong foundation and building that core strength and uh you know from there just slowly increasing you know building some lean body mass getting the 
you know, the uh, stability in the joints back. Cause you know, after we have kids, we have all that relaxing. And so our joints are a little extra loose. And so, you know, working with that, not pushing the body too hard through that, you know, working on more of the repetition part of things. And then from there, you know, and everybody's different, you know, and everybody reaches different milestones at different points. And so, you know, it's really being connected with, with my clients and, and getting a good read on where they're at and where they feel comfortable at, you know, and then deciding, are we going to progress into this next stage or are we going to stay here a little bit longer or do we need to, you know, backtrack? And sometimes that is the case and, and it's absolutely okay to do that. You know, it's not a fail, you know, not at all. Not, not at all. all. Like the only thing that really hurts my heart is when I see women, like not, I'm not saying all men are like that. We have a lot of male listeners who are amazing men, husbands, fathers, like, I'm not saying that, but there is obviously, you know, still some men who say things to women. It's like, yeah, you know, it may hurt to have sex after you've had a baby. You may be able to do strong man and sex may still be painful. Like, right. you know what I mean? That doesn't mean you're not fit. That just like, there's women are so like worried about things and maybe the husband's not even thinking that or saying that at all. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is just get in the gym, let people love on you, love mm-hmm. on yourself. Yeah. You know, cry if you need to cry, grunt if you need to grunt, just get through it, just get through the process and just keep right. going. I never look as a step back, as a step back if I'm learning something and I'm growing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't care. Yeah. The turtle still wins the race, right? Slow and steady. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be, the, you know what? Let me tell you, my whole 20s, I was like the road runner. You know, I was like a dang puppy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, ooh, that's exciting and shiny. And I boom into a wall because. I just couldn't always maintain that energy. So right. having kids slowed me down. And I'm just kind of like, you know, the inner runner, road runner side of me, I'd be like, no, come back. No, no, come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, that was hard for me. That that psychology of not being so, yeah, yeah I accomplished this and so intense. You know what I mean? So right. anytime there, relax. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll come in good time. You know? It's true. Uh, and, having, and having grace with ourselves and being, you yeah. know, being able to, be like, Hey, I, you know, it's, it's easy to compare yourself with somebody else who might be, you know, they might be on the same timeline as you, but there, but progress is going to be different for everybody. So, you know, it's, it's kind of taking yourself out of the comparing game, which is really hard, but you know, sometimes it can be, it can be really hard, but you know, just being like, Hey, this is where I am. And that is okay. And just giving yourself permission to be who you are and where you are, you know, and I think that's just such an important part. It's just that giving yourself permission to just be yourself and to be able to, you know, make progress as your body and as, you know, even your mind too, because, you know, there's some mental healing processes that that go through your brain. Like people don't understand that. Like that's something many understand. If you have, if you, if you have wife with young children is that, especially if she had them close apart, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like a year, a year and a half, two years, sometimes less than that. Yeah. Um, like her body has gone through like a literal roller coaster mentally, physically, and you, it's involuntary. You can't control it. But sometimes no matter how committed you feel, there's, there's things and chemicals going through your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a yeah. very unique time, straight, fresh baby type, right? So like you, you have to, I don't know, you want to say you can't micromanage it, right? You can take supplements right. and do everything and sleep and you still just feel off and that's okay, you know? Yeah. Go yeah. see a physiotherapist, go see a counselor, have a, like, go have a staycay. Like I, just do what you got to do to not feel worthless. You know what I mean? I think the whole point of strong men and doing these kind of sports as women is to feel good about ourselves. So mm-hmm. 
we should be pursuing that and also being ourselves up at the same time, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the opposite of empowerment. Exactly. <laughs> so, because your mom and your daughters are, how old are your daughters again? Four and six. Okay, that's what I thought. So they're super young. So, yeah. girl, we need to talk about balancing that. So, what are some life hacks slash rituals slash 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 habits um, that you do as a mom to balance your life and career as an athlete? Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm still working on figuring that all out um, because it's constantly changing, especially as my kids are getting older and they have different needs and everything. Um, you know, and it kind of varies from day to day, but I try to, you know, find a good balance where they're able to go outside, burn some energy, and then when I need some time to do what I need to do, you know, set them up with something like a craft or, you know, sometimes just setting them up with the tablet or you too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's a lifesaver. <laughs> I'm Once in a while. live right now as we're recording this podcast because I didn't check on him. I gave him chicken nuggets. Don't judge me. It's Friday night. Okay. Hey, my kids had chicken nuggets for lunch. So I mean, yeah. So he had chicken nuggets <laughs> and a protein bar because I didn't give it to him. He steals them. And at least there's consent because I've given it to him. So for kids, don't judge me. <laughs> and, like whatever a smoothie he's fine there's snacks yeah. everywhere he's like a squirrel as long as he keeps finding food he'll be okay um like so I know it changes all the time that's that's been the biggest thing to get used to because you start getting a rhythm and rhyme and then you're like ah oh, switch again like that's what I'm saying I was yeah walking all day long because my baby was sleeping in the stroller and then it got to the point where he's like I am sleeping in a stroller no more and I'm like but but please and then they shut down my kid's school because we're locked down here yeah mm-hmm so I would walk him when he it worked well. He'd be sleeping well. My son was at school. So I was like, sweet. Yeah. Um, now that, you know, the baby was teething all day and night and just crabby. Well, I couldn't go even to the, just the park with my kid because he was just too crabby. The baby was just yeah. all over the place. And I didn't know when he would sleep. And he wasn't so I was like, hey, well, I guess walk is out the window, on. So then, yeah, like just death in at night. And yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. You have to just be willing to just um, not be perfectionist, not get emotionally attached, you know, and not... Uh, how do I explain it? Like, uh, so perfectionist, so rigid, so OCD in the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. has to be like, all right, take it three months at a time, take right. it one month at a time, you yeah. know, like no, one day at a time. Yeah, no, it, it's so true. It's always changing. And, and yeah. you know, being able to be flexible. And, it, and it's hard, you know, especially for me, like, routines are, are important because I am a very easily distractible person. And so yes. if I don't follow a routine, it probably won't happen. You know, I could have important things and it just won't happen. And so it is, you know, figuring out how to keep a routine in the midst of change. And, you know, it's, it's, it's messy and it's not always easy, but uh, yeah. somehow it's, it's been working for a little bit. So I'm, I'm hoping to keep it going. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, for sure. Like what I do is as soon as like something's just like, I notice patterns. So I'm like, okay, cause I'm exactly like, like before having kids, I plan my year in advance. I have one of those like $50 planners that has all the signs built into it and yeah. check mark things and whatever, highlight the shit out of everything. Four different gel pens. All right. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. Buying highlighters every week was like, you know, there's going to go shut up. I'm creating fabulous. I'm building income and an empire here. What you talking about? Um, <laughs> but now it's like as soon as it starts to dysfunction, and then like a kid, because kids all have off days and you have off days. So I'm like, yeah. well, okay, yeah. maybe one day, three days a week. And then I'm like, okay, if it's longer than a week, then I need to, I need to shift gears and then try something else that doesn't work, doesn't work. But I used to get so, 
I just feel like a shit mom. We should talk about this because I think that so many moms feel like shit moms because they're like, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't work out. Maybe this is dumb. Maybe this is selfish. Maybe it's just soft. It's not working out because there's so many times, like I said, where I was out of the gym for two months. Like mm-hmm. I, like I was getting two, three hours of sleep. Like I couldn't yeah. lift weights at 10 30 at night. Like I just couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah. I was emotionally, physically, mentally just done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine. Life isn't yeah. going anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. As long right. as I'm still eating healthy and sleeping, you know, stretching, right. bathing, <laughs> life yeah. is good. Bathing, you know? <laughs> that's the hard part. part. <laughs> there ain't no long baths and wash. I mean, you can have a bath at night, but you're so tired by the time it's like 11 o'clock at night. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah. I'm tired. Um, so anyways, so what are like some like life hacks, mom hacks? You know, a lot of women I heard use, you know, the air fryer, the air dryers, and just all this, you know, besides meal prep, like, because obviously you you coach that with other women. So what what is some advice that you would give to the to the women listening if they were one of your clients? Yeah. So, you know, I find something that helps people be really successful is doing some prep ahead and making food just easy. You know, finding like for instance, vegetables. You know, I know I know my kids love cucumbers and peppers. And so, and once in a while, carrots. And so like I'll go to the store. As soon as I get home, I will clean everything, chop it up and put it in a container because otherwise I'll go bad. And I know that because I don't have time to just stop what, you know, in the midst of insanity and chop vegetables. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So, (laughs) you know, taking that time, you know, it it, it takes a little bit more time, takes a little bit more effort in the moment, but honestly, it makes it so much easier, you know, for the rest of the week or for at least a few days to have that stuff already ready to go you know, and finding foods that are, are just easy, you know, whether, you know, it's for sometimes it's just some lunch meat and string. Oh, <laughs> frick. Great. Anyways, <laughs> done. This is, I gotta, gotta stop doing these garage interviews and just ask people if I can interview them at midnight, because this is, this is giving me traumatization. Um, Recipe books are dumb because, uh, first of all, you want to buy local, you want to buy what's fresh and what's affordable as a mom, so you can continue to eat healthy, especially if you have kids, your groceries cost more, groceries keep costs going up, and mm-hmm. recipe books don't take that into consideration, not all, but for the most part, you're tired, man, and then what if you don't have the one green? So I know that there's certain recipes that are fail-safe, and I stick to those. I know what, you know, the low and high prices are to vegetables. Um, certain things that I know, you know, are going to be problematic if they're fresh, you can do frozen, right? So, right, you know, right. California mix, you, yeah. we freaking like put that in just more water, done. And then right. you know, salt, yeah. pepper, butter, done. Um, so yeah, it's like, take the complexity of like, like, I feel like the reason why a lot of marriages fail not all the time. So no trigger people, please get mad at me. I'm just saying sometimes I feel like sparingly, okay. Uh, marriages fail because women are just, we have way too much on our plate. We still have to manage the home, not all the time. I'm not saying that, no, 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 I'm just saying. And then, you know, we're working on top of that. Then you have your business and then you're trying to have a career as an athlete. So I think that's already so much to manage and think about. Yeah. Don't make it more harder than it needs to be. Right. You know, if you want to switch it up sometimes, get fancy, do it, but don't, you don't need to, you, we've been lied to, to buy more things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, simple, I, when I moved with this baby, I just threw out all the recipe books that I had. I was like, fuck that, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm old enough to know what, how to cook. I don't need these anymore, you know? Right. No, and that, I love my Instant Pot because literally I can just put, I put meat, I put some type of, you know, seasoning or sauce 
and like I can put rice or whatever, potatoes, and then boom, I, I don't have to worry about it for 40 minutes. And it's so great. And it's so quick. And I'm just like, I I'm, I mean, I admire people who, you know, spend time and, and enjoy cooking. I'm just not one of those people. And that's okay. You know, and it's, and it's okay not to. It's okay yeah. not to put that pressure on yourself and to find things that are so Get like if you want to great yeah but if you don't want to it's like let it go yeah <laughs> husband's like was that page 42 of the chicken teriyaki because i read that was really good the man don't care yeah <laughs> your kids are also not like mom can you make me page 42 in x's book at dv you know yeah. right yeah like, they're, they're fed yeah. They're, their tummies are full <laughs> yeah. we're good facts <laughs> So the biggest message is, is simple. How to try to have some plan, some, you know, is it foresight? Is that right? Is that a right word? Vision? Yeah. We all know so. where I'm going with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then adapt as you go. Um, right. So what exercises would you recommend specifically for frame postnatal athletes um, to avoid if they're training for strength sports and they're newbies? So what exercises to avoid? Yeah, so the whole theme of today, right, is like, you know, you're getting ready for your competition, maybe it's your first competition, you know, how to avoid injuries for, you know, performing at your peak ability. Right. Okay, so, so um, if you, so as far as before competition, um, I mean, I think it's important to program things well, where you have a chance to recover before competition day. Uh, you know, it's easy to kind of go, 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 but if you don't give yourself that in between, your body isn't restful and rested and recovered enough to be able to perform at your best. Um, and so it's really just depends on obviously what you're going to be doing in that competition for what things you'll be training leading up to it. Uh, and then as far as on comp day, it's going to be important to, you know, do your proper warmups, have a set warm up routine and use the implements, but, you know, don't go too heavy on your warmups. I think that's a mistake I've seen several times where people try to, oh, yeah, I used to do that a lot really because my dance background, like mm -hmm. way too long and like yes. I'm like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I noticed as soon as I cut that out to like 15, 20 was the max. I noticed I wouldn't have the cardio endurance for the rest and you're more prone to injury, right? Cause you've loosened up the muscles. Right. Especially if you put that whole, like you said, loose joints, postnatal aspect on top of it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, I encourage people to do, you know, mobility drills and don't do a whole lot of static stretching before your, your competition and before you lift heavy weights. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a much better way to warm up through mobility drills and, and uh, exercise and lift specific um, warmups versus just doing static stretching. I'm not laughing at you. Um, I, people always are taught to do a static, like whatever stretches for powerlifting and lifting. But anyways, I just thought of like, whenever I think of what you just said, like that style, I always just think of like a skinny, like endurance, cardio, lean athletic boxer body type, just like going like this, like through ladder drills, you know what I mean? And a shuffle to the back, and a shuffle to the left. In the side, in the side, in the up, in the down, jumping jacks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like stretch, stretch, push up. It's unnecessary, people. Unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to be, you know, train with Ashley, where can they find you? What's your IG? What's your website? How do they get in touch? 
Yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram at upliftstrength underscore fitness. And I'm also uh, strong getting stronger. That's more my personal uh, Instagram page. And then I do have a, <clears throat> a website, upliftstrengthandfitness.com, as well as a Facebook page. And I am actually running a competition here on July 10th in Boise, Idaho Sweet. as well. <laughs> I want to come over. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's a strong woman competition and we're, it's a charity event. So we're going to be raising money for the Idaho Coalition Against Sexual and Domestic Violence. So I'm pretty Oh excited. my gosh, you're going to make me cry. That is such <laughs> an important cause. That's so beautiful. I love you even more now. That is amazing. Like you're so talented and professional and caring and like such a wonderful person and mom. And I'm sure like your, your man is happy with you as well. Um, but you're just such an incredible human. Like sometimes we need trainers that are little, you know, I am the most amazing man in the world, second to Arnold. Um, but you're incredible. So thank you for being on the show today. If you want more specific answers from her on some of the topics and things we talked about today, please get in touch. Comment, like, share, 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 share. Help more women. Subscribe, share. <laughs> if you want to get um, get to know our guest speakers that have been on our show better, you can join one of our two Facebook groups. We have Strong Women of Canada, where we have the, the, the top pro athletes in these sports. Um, on there who've been on the show and not on the show yet, um, who are there to answer any questions, give recommendations that kind of provide that support for you. We also have a Facebook group called Team Panda Strong, which is global. And um, I do virtual dance and fitness challenges and walks and runs and for charity causes as well. And if you have not heard, uh, we are doing our first annual powerlifting Panda Strong powerlifting competition, all my meat. It's got slightly different rules. It's cool. You'll love it. There's prizes from our store. And that's happening next month. And then we also have our first annual strongman competition. And um, it's on that song, you know, ski, yeah, drop that, hold that. Okay. And it's all about, you know, holding things and dropping them and throwing them. Yee, right? Um, it's going to be amazing balls. It's a little bit of everything. And there's prizes for that too. So check it out. Sign up and if you do any of our fitness challenges in our Team Panda Strong group, you get entered into one of our monthly prizes. So every challenge you do, you can win a prize from us, which is like supplements and gift cards and all kinds of fabulousness. And uh, like I said, follow us on IG and TikTok and YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on Google and Apple Podcasts so that we are shown in algorithms. And uh, let us know if there's any other lifters that you want on the show. But thanks again, Ashley, for being on our show. We don't want you to go. Don't you know? <laughs> I'm not a rapper. I know we'll play some more. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it so much. It's been so good talking to you. No, you're amazing. Uh, that's because you know what? We have to speak a mama language. You know, you always used to sing weird songs to your kids to get them doing things. You're like, yeah. you should pick up this cup and drink it because the juice is my newness. Everyone becomes Jack Black once they become a mom. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> I can be yeah. so relate with that. <laughs> yeah. Just ridiculous. Some random dude walks by. like, what are you doing? What are you singing? And who are you talking to? <laughs> Word up. But yeah, thanks for coming out and listening two weeks from now when the next episode goes up. Bye, pandas. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
gotta send me all of those chunks of the recording. I am yeah. up all night. I'll be like starting phone. Oh no. <laughs> Well, let me know if there's anything you need to redo. I, I'm more than happy to kind of.